Welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and later we'll be bringing you build-up and reaction from Sunday's Women's FA Cup tie with Cheadle Town. But before that, it's to the men's team and on Saturday, FC United travelled to Nottinghamshire to take on Baseford United in the league. And to hear now how the afternoon went, let's hand over to Ben and Woodso shortly before kick-off. Well, hello everybody and welcome to... Greenwich Avenue, the home of Baseford United, and this afternoon the home of Baseford United against FC United of Manchester. It's a welcome back for a little pre-match chat to Woodzo. What's your thoughts on, on this one? I would expect from today and Tuesday six points. However, I expected three last Saturday, and that didn't happen. So I, I would that's what, that's what we've got to be looking for. Neil's got to be looking at six points out of these two games, particularly with last Saturday's result, and you know just on that. Have you ever seen a team concede five goals in a game where all five goals were errors, stroke, avoidable? Because literally all five goals, it's bizarre. But yeah, it's, I'm, tra- I'm trying to think. Here's what it is. I mean, the second goal, fair enough. It's a header on the near post. He was on that. The third, that was the third. The second goal was the header from the edge of the box where the keeper you're, you're went, right. keeper! Yeah, and then that was the free kick shouldn't have happened in the first place. No. Before that, there was the loose pass yes, out the back. from the first then goal. Then the third goal, a header on the near post where he was on mark. Goalkeeper not great, but you should, like you said, it should never have come in in the first place, the header. I'm trying to remember the fourth goal. When he, he, he caught the, he caught the, oh, he caught the punt. Yeah, less yeah. said about that, the better. The fifth goal, just help yourself, mate. The fourth Mr. goal? Johnson, you say on. that, but the fourth goal. <laughs> the only thing about the fourth goal is, yeah. Pat Boyce does like a punch. He does like to punch the ball a lot, which is fine. Normally, yeah. he gets it. The one week to punch when he's been throwing it down, the ball's wet. He tries catching it. Yeah, and the got completely out, 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 out. It was just. It's, it's one of them games. You, you draw a line under, it's gone. But I mean, so frustrating. I mean, to be fair to this, I totally forgot about some of those goals. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you to. I'm sure you're in the same boat. So thank yeah. you to Woodso. Is it? A, is it a worry though, Woodso? That we concede five goals a lot recently. Morpeth, well, well, there's Radcliffe, well, there's Marie. Well, you say that. Yes. However. Look at the league table. Ashton a third, yeah, yeah, with a plus two goal difference. They up got, till recently, it was minus. They got wellied on the first day, didn't they? They got wellied up five nil at work. Yeah. They've been up in top of the league with a minus goal difference because when they get beat, they get spanned. However, Tuesday they won five nil. And they're unbeaten at home. They won every home game. Right. So it's, it's a worry, but you can actually, you cannot. It's your other games you've got to win. Here's the other thing we have to say: if we won on Saturday, we'd have drawn level with Marine. Yes, in fifth. Yeah. As a result. Of last week, more perfectly leapfrogged us, and we stayed in mid-table. It's, yeah, but it is still early on in the, in the campaign. Relatively early on, yes. You'd rather there was an element of complacency from last week. You go one nil up early doors. It's you, you think to yourself, "Oh, we're just beating this team four one at their place. We're one nil up." Potentially, early. we said that half time. There's, there's an element to it where that isn't going to happen again. This is a cakewalk. Feel I think, I think of, the turning the, the turning played. point was when we pulled it back to three two in the second yes. half. From that point, you're thinking, there's one win in this game, and then he drops the ball, and you've lost the game, because heads just went down completely. Can't let that happen today. If anything happens, you've, you know, you've, you've got to stay positive. I mean, they've got, we should be getting more consistent, and I think we're still in a very, very inconsistent mode, and we, shouldn't, we should be coming out of that. Hopefully, today and Tuesday, and then it sets you up for next week's trophy game, well, which, we, which we won't talk about. Yeah, Tuesday, obviously, is, is Afferton calls at home. Yes next Saturday that Woodsell doesn't want to talk about but he brought up the goals last week so let him <laughs> suffer Radcliffe in the FA Trophy <sighs> first round um, we'll cover those games off close to the time yeah. obviously but thank you to Woodsell no for problem. joining thank us pre match but let's hear now from the FC United manager Neil Reynolds who I caught up with moments ago how's training been this week uh, ahead of today's game brilliant you know I just said to the lads I think you know Brian Richardson said something to me on Thursday which was, which was really good and he said in a, in a positive kind of way even though we've conceded 19 across them four games, uh, it might give a little bit of doubt to some teams because you don't know what team FC United are going to turn up as. Are they going to put five past you? Are they going to score four? Are they going to concede five? We're going to concede four. Now, we don't want that reputation, but as we're still learning as a group and developing as a group and developing that mental toughness, it might not be a bad thing because we know that this group can turn it on, but they can also turn it off. You know, And our message in training this week has been can we really turn it on? You know, can we not just turn it on on the football pitch, turn it on with our shape, turn it on with our uh, discipline, turn it on with our set pieces, you know, and there's a lot of work going on. And, you know, I'll, I'll mention this, you know, Brian Richardson spoke to 
someone senior at the club yesterday and kind of talk through uh, what we did on Thursday night. And there's a lot of talk and a lot of preparation, uh, a lot of individual uh, instructions and building people back up. And, you know, that, that goes on, that sits outside match day. People will rightly, as fans, just look at three o'clock till 10 to five and have a look at it. As a, as a football manager, uh, which, which not a lot of people you know, have the, have the knowledge or the know-how to do. There's so much more that goes into just 3 o'clock till, till 10 to 5. So we've done a lot of work, Ben. I'm going to back this group you know, to, to put last week behind us, to continue to learn from it and hopefully go and put on a good performance today. Have you, obviously, you, you've watched it back. It was a case of mistakes and letting Morpeth take their chances, essentially. So it should be quite easy to bounce back because mm. we didn't do that much wrong last week. I mean, I, I spoke to the manager and I pulled his leg, you know, on, on, when I saw his interview on Monday and I rang him up and I said, you know, you've, you've got a kind of nerve to say that you dominated the game, you know, you had six chances, you scored five, which is which is brilliant, you know, on the flip side of it, we gifted you four, uh, but, you know, as, as a manager, as a team, you, you take anything and, and you're not going to, you know, I'm certainly not going to be here and, and begrudge uh, more with anything, but there was parts in that game that, that we could have and should have done better but as we've seen in the past we bounce back at Mars we bounce back at Morpeth you know we bounce back at you know when we beat teams like Ilkeston and works so they're, they're a great group and, and I think you know, the key message has, has been for us you know can we bounce back mentally but after we've bounced back can we get on a run and, and not capitulate when things go against us What do you know about Baseford United and uh, what because this is part of a, a double header of, well, if you include masks, it's a triple yeah. header really of teams in the relegation places we've taken on. We obviously played Stafford, and yeah. we know how that went. So. Yeah, but you know, look, look at Baseford. You know, they might be next to bottom, but they've only, I think they've lost uh, every the games that they've lost only by one goal. Yeah. Uh, the they got into a three 0 lead against Gainsborough after thirty minutes and then held on. They've had a management change. They've got new lads in here. There's a desire for to keep the football club in the division they've got a really ambitious hungry young chairman uh, who wants to you know wants to rival you know the bigger sides with the wage budgets you know across the league so by no means is this going to be an easy game and we don't we don't look at league tables what we look at is the opposition the breakdown of play and see whether or not we can you know get our chessboard out and and beat them you know over the course of 90 minutes so Keep that analogy going. Who, who are your chess pieces? For <laughs> My game? chess pieces, yeah. So the chess pieces. Uh, well, um, listen, we've tweaked it a little bit uh, again. So it's great to have Jay Fitzmartin back, but he's uh, still not ready to start the game. Keen Baru out for 10 days, who's, who's not trained with Stockport. But he's back in the squad today, but maybe good for 20 minutes. And then we, when, then we look, you know, we, we look in front of that. And we got really good news last night that Jake Charles is going to extend his loan month. Great. Uh, great loan news. deal by a month. Uh, there will be a recall option on it, but we've got to speak to... Jonathan Green about that, but he's settled now and, and he's and he's helped us massively. So we're, we're going to go with same back five. We're going to go with Patty Nets, and I've just said to Pat, you know, did I ever think this week about replacing you because you made mistakes? No, you're the best keeper in the league, and you've got a, you've got a career in football league. But as a as every player, you've got to learn from your mistakes, and, and he will do, and he'll bounce back. So Pat will be behind Guy Hall and Det McLaughlin, who in the fullback area has got license to get forward. You've got Charlie Oliver and, and Jan Palinkaska. It's Jones's. He's still out and looking to be out maybe long-term and right. uh, not short-term. Then in front of that, I've, I've talked about, I think I have the best mid-303 uh, in the league in, in Griffiths, who's, who's got goals in abundance in a minute. Got to work on his defensive performance slightly because the lad comes across him last week on the set-piece. He knows that. Charlie Munro, who's still returning to full fitness after his ankle injury. And, and Michael Donoghue, who owes us a game. You know, Mike Donoghue's with the standards that he sets himself, was under par last week, and, and he knows that. And he's tried to put that right in training this week. So, so them three will go. We'll line up with Dante Gabadon off the right. We'll go with Jake Charles down the middle and then we'll go with Charlie Ennis off the left-hand side. And the, the theory behind Charles playing is that they, they've got an ageing fullback, you know, who we think we might get a bit of joy against. We know Donahue likes to drift out left in games. If he drifts out left, game understanding, game management, Charlie comes into the 10. And, and that's no disrespect to any lads that are on the bench, but I just think with a player of his experience, he'll know how to do that. We worked on it in training the other night and Donna's you know, was vocal in saying that he really enjoyed that role and playing with Charlie. So, so we're going to go and give it a goal today. And then, you know, we can't have more of an attacking bench. If you look at the bench with, you know, Nick Bellardo, uh, Max Kane, Elliot Morris, Keane Baru, uh, and Jay Fitz on the bench. And, and you know, Pav, Pav's at home, Curtis Jones is at home. So it's, it's an attacking side, Ben. Uh, but we always look to attack and win football games. And, you know, hopefully if we get ourselves into a lead today, we can, we can hold that lead and, and extend that lead. But, We've, we've shown, these have shown that 
they're, they're as good as anything when, when they put their minds to it and there's a real hunger and desire and, and also a willingness to put the wrongs right today because they know that we know that we let the football club down last week uh, and we don't want to do that continually so you know, we're here to win again with football Ben Well Neil big thank you for joining us best of luck this afternoon and we'll catch up at full time Brilliant thank you Neil Reynolds there speaking to me about an hour or so ago and uh, Stato Paul he's back with us hello Paul good afternoon how are you Okay, a bit loud. <laughs> Are you a bit loud? You don't like that? Okay, let me turn that down for you. Um, so, FC United against Baseford United today. I think we've been there twice before. Yeah, we've, we're unbeaten um, here so far. Memorable win last time out, two years ago, when uh, Michael Potts scored a brilliant goal. The artificial pitch suits our kind of football, so that's one plus today. Um, we've got this game and the Tuesday game against the two bottom sides. And again, we keep saying this, great opportunity to rack up some points. Now, you say that, Paul, but Baseford United, they, as Neil points out there, I mean, when they get beat, they're only getting beat by the odd goal. Well, the new managers, I think he's had four games. James Jepson. And three, they've lost by 1-0, which kind of suggests that they're not conceding a lot, but... The, the big problem they have is scoring goals. Yes. They scored 11 in 11. Except when they play Gainsborough. Well, yeah, they went to town on Gainsborough. But generally, they have struggled to find the back of the net. So let's hope this afternoon we find our scoring boots, like we have done in recent games. Even last week, we scored twice. And we, we defend solidly. Um, just to touch upon our starting 11 today, um, he's gone with Charlie Ennis out on the left-hand side, but he'll be interchanging slightly with, with Michael Donoghue. It's something that they've been they've been working on I mean Charlie Ennis the last time we were away from home at Mask had a really brilliant game well looking at looking at the the basement side Dom Roma's wearing number two Dom Roma's been a great servant over the years over a number of clubs um, but he is beginning to get to the end of his career and maybe he's one person that they've been looking to target this afternoon They've got an enormous giant Peter Durl, who's six foot five, who's going to knock out anything that we send into the box. So that's not the way forward for this game, certainly. Um, also featuring today, uh, as well as Donahue and Ennis, Jake Charles, who's had an extension to his loan for another month. Um, there's still a callback clause in there, but that that is good news if we could keep hold of him for another month at least. You'd like to think that Scarborough keep winning matches and forget all about him, and we can just keep him. Well, due respect to Jake Charles, yeah. we're, we're happy to have him. We're very happy to have him, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gabidon will be on the other wing, incidentally, out on the right-hand side. Jan Palinkas and Charlie Elver will be centre-back partners today. Uh, Curtis Jones, still out injured, unfortunately. Deck McLaughlin and Guy Hall are out on the full-backs. And Pat Boys is in net. Do I ask you the obvious question about Pat Boys? Well, I think, you know, he had a bad day at the office, didn't he? And it happens to all keepers. I mean, you know, all the keepers we've had over the years have had a bad day somewhere along the line. And it's important that he gets back on the horse today and puts in a sound performance. He's done well overall. I think, you know, you look at his, his time here and the games he's played, he's, he's earned us some points in some of the matches. Absolutely. When it comes to uh, the weather conditions this afternoon, um, obviously this pitch is a 4G. It's uh, a, a brilliant surface here at Greenwich Avenue, um, but just sending our best to the likes of Belper Town and, and Matlock and Ilkeston. Derbyshire has been heavily impacted. And just Sheffield. O- and, and Sheffield, yeah. Flooded. Just over the border. Um, so sending our best to those clubs, but here... Um, no chance of this game getting called off. If no, I think they've just given it a brush, haven't they? That's what they do <laughs> these days, a sweep. Yes, a sweep. But what, what are you expecting this afternoon? Because the last away game we played against a team in the relegation places, it was Mask, it was a great evening, that one. But I can only point to Stafford Rangers, who are also in the relegation places. Yes, uh, I was looking at goals scored this week, and Stafford have only scored nine. And 33% of those were against us, Someone which say is a third. very worrying. Someone say a third, Paul. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a stato. I don't yeah. use things like that. No. We use numbers. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's that kind of tells us when you play a side that you expect to win, who doesn't score many goals, if you have a bad day, then it can go horribly wrong, and that's what we've got to avoid this afternoon. And it's going to be a corner to Baseford, and it's going to be 4-0 to take this from Baseford's left-hand side. Fornell on his right foot. It's going to be an in-swinger. Interesting United six-yard box. In it comes towards the back post area. And ahead of one. It did it cross the line. It certainly did. And it's an early goal for Baseford United. In towards the back post. And SC United didn't deal with that cross. 
Well, with six minutes on the clock, it's 1-0. Diagonal ball out to the right-hand side to McLaughlin. McLaughlin can cross this ball in. He plays it back. It's a good ball to Gabidon. Gabidon trying to create space for himself. And he's fouled in the process. And it's going to be a penalty to SC United. So, penalty to SC United. And an opportunity to get back level. Griffiths to the edge of the penalty area. The referee has blown his whistle. He now moves towards the ball and plays it to the goalkeeper's right. Preston did guess the right way, but he wasn't stopping that one. And SC United get it back all square. 12 minutes on the clock, Paul. Well, that's six goals for Griffiths now. I think that's his best tally in the season. And we're only in October. Here's Campbell now. McDonald. Under pressure from three red shirts there. Played down the line. They managed to find a base for player. Campbell then plays it through the middle. And here's Akeem. Akeem is through here. He does well and puts the ball over the bar. FC United were, were back there with Hall and Oliver. But Hakeem managed to keep hold of the ball. It was good forward play. No, nobody could get a glove on him, could no, they? No, but he put it over the bar. And there's Griffiths into Ennis, Ennis on the stretch but gets the ball to Hall, Hall now down the left hand side, finds Donoghue in a bit of space, Donoghue not too far from the edge of the box, finds Gabidon inside the penalty area, Gabidon, oh great save by Preston down to his left on his left foot, just got anything on it and wider the goal, it was a certain second goal for FC United but great save, Oliver out to his left hand side to Guy Hall, Guy Hall with the ball, moving in field Guy Hall does well Leaves two yellow shirts in his wake. Make that free. Guy Hall goes for goal. Saved well by the goalkeeper who gets the rebound. It's kept in play over on the far side there by Kane. But uh, cleared by Baseford. That was good stuff there from Guy Hall. Pelinkus just inside his own half. Plays it forward to Kane. Kane moving forward now towards the penalty area. Outside of his boot. Finds McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Shot comes in. Saved by Preston. McLaughlin back on the ball. Here's Charles with an effort. He slips, it's uh, also defended by Baseford and cleared. Moving out to the right-hand side again where McLaughlin is. McLaughlin on the right-hand touchline. Moves in field now, edge of the penalty area. McLaughlin on his left foot, goes for goal. Wide of goal. And uh, well, Charles goes down there, holding his face and his head. But uh, play continues and Palinkas has to put sliding challenge in. He doesn't get to it. And there is Campbell. Campbell with almost an open net and it goes wide Paul did it hit the I post think, I think as well? it clipped the bar yeah Baru chips it forward good run from McLaughlin McLaughlin goes for goal good save by Preston on his near post free kick to SC United last 30 seconds of added time it's not too far from the corner of the penalty area and it's going to be Griffiths to take this from SC's left hand side there's only one base player in the wall that's uh, Wakefield He's covering off the near post. Preston, the goalkeeper, covering off the back post. Almost everyone forward here. Griffiths plays it in. He drills it in. Saved by the goalkeeper. Who's on the rebound? It's a Baseford player. And it's cleared. That was the right idea from Griffiths. Preston did well with it. Score remains one all. Hall to take this from the right-hand side. Throwing taken. Cleared. And full-time here at Greenwich Avenue. And the score is 1-0. Both goals coming in the first half. FC United conceding early, getting an equaliser from the penalty spot. They've often puffed Paul. Baseford have had certainly some good chances of their own. 1-0, the final score. Well, it's a draw, but it feels like a defeat in some ways because FC have monopolised a lot of the chances created. The shots on target tally is 11-2 in FC's favour yet we just couldn't find the killer punch how much of that Paul is to do with how Baseford's defended I mean Baseford have only conceded when they might be in the relegation places but they don't concede much yeah and Preston has had a good game he's made some key saves obviously he's made 10 saves so many times we're getting good crossing positions or positions around the box and the, the last ball is lacking. And yeah, the, the cru- I mean, that's the crux of it, isn't it? Uh, this afternoon, it has been a game of crossing opportunities for FC United where it, it, it does work two ways. Preston has caught a lot of good balls in. He's just plucked them out of the air. But often it's the crossing and it's not beating the first man or it's not finding any player at all. We've had 10 corners in this game. Have we really threatened from 10 corners? 
Have we created anything from those ten corners that you can think? I wouldn't of? like to comment, but not many. I think is my my answer. I don't think I, I can't. Nothing springs to mind currently, but it's an away point, Paul. Well, it it, it solidifies our place in mid table. We're eleventh. Yes. The favourite position. Yes. Which we were at half time, so we've not not gone up or down since then. We've been aided and abetted by teams above us losing to a degree, Hyde and Workington. So a point is better than no points, but we're, we're making very hard work of climbing the table. Now, just to talk about FC United's man of the match, Paul, um, what do you think? I thought Guy Hall was very good today. He, he did have a shot himself. He joined in the party. Yeah, that, was, that, that was a good run through the middle there. Um, Palinkis was immaculate. But we're beginning to sound like a broken record. No, I'm, I'm fine with broken records. Palinkas. Anybody else that you want to toss into the mix? I thought Griffiths had a, a decent game again, but again, we're sounding like a broken record, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, we've got Atherton Coles on Tuesday. Tuesday, back at Broaders Park. And there's, there's no training sessions to improve on these, this crossing, which seems to be a bit of a, an Achilles heel, isn't it? Yeah, at the moment, but we haven't got time to work on it. No, which the manager will be disappointed with, I think. But I think crossing needs to be dealt with somehow. It needs to be addressed because we are creating opportunities, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the defending itself from SC United. I think base was created two guiltless chances. I think where they consider themselves unlucky, but ordinarily we've, we've kept on top of this game. We've just not made use of the ball in the yeah, final third I that's essentially it what, what, what you could say is how busy has Pat Boy's been this afternoon mm. and I can think of the Campbell let off yeah that, um, was, that was one blemish but that wasn't Boy's that was a defender wasn't it yes do you think as well I mean this is the other thing individually Charles had a really good game he's held the ball up really well all these flick-ons all his layoffs have all come to pass I think Donny Hughes had a good game Griffiths had a good game Ennis when he was on was playing well but do you think to get the best out of Charles, we need somebody around him? Well, this is the thing. And what that's it, the key. The way it was working was, it was people taking the opportunities that Charles presents when he's on the pitch and bursting into the penalty area. Yeah. But that goes back to what we are saying about Baseford. Do you reckon Baseford did well today of just congesting that area and forcing us out wide to put the crosses in but, that ultimately came to nothing? But if we're playing the ball up to Charles... And we're expecting supporting runners, and that's not bearing fruit. Does it mean we have to have a player closer to him when the ball's played up to him? That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, yeah. did, did Baseford do a job of saying no, that those layoffs? Because Donahue and Griffiths and Monroe and McLaughlin and Gabidon and uh, Hall all managed to get the ball laid off to them from Charles today. It's just that Baseford were, were congesting the edge of the penalty area, forcing us to play the ball out wide, and that's when it broke down, when the crosses were getting put in. And we're now going to be joined by the SC United manager, Neil Reynolds. Neil, that's a frustrating afternoon because we were there, weren't we? Yeah. Always. Near, yeah. near the edge of their penalty area, but we just couldn't really break them down, unfortunately, at the end. No, I said to the lads there just then, we're just probably missing that last bit of quality, but you know, I've just been told by... You know, side that we've had nine on, eleven off. You know, the manager said you know did really well, but we didn't produce the killer blow right at the end. We dominated the game. You know, we, we gave away a cheap goal to start with. We bounced back really well, and then it's then it's one-way traffic. You know, and, and then we our lines really good, but we're just we're just losing that. We're just missing that killer edge. And I just said to the lads, but they're frustrated a little bit, and, and you don't come back at each other if you got to prod each other to do a little bit better. And that's what I said to them. You know. We've got a point, three points outside the playoffs. We'll, we'll take it. We could have won. We haven't won. But that's four away from home unbeaten. That's the way I look at it. I go Mask, I go Morpeth, I go Curzon, now I go Baseford. And, you know, as the staff, we targeted four from six. You know, Baseford have played, apart from Gainsborough, that they beat 3-0. They've only lost the games that they lost by one goal. So they're not, a, they're not a pushover by any stretch of imagination. But we've had enough of the game to win when we haven't. How much of that is to do with the way base was set up? Because when we talk about Jake Charles today, he was winning the ball, he was laying it off really well uh, on the majority of occasions. You, you know, you've got that midfield support of Donahue, Gabidon, Griffiths, Ennis, McLaughlin, Hall, all being on the receiving ends of those flick-ons. But it felt like Baseford had a game plan, pushing us out wide, and that then led to the crossing. And that's my big bugbear this afternoon. 
Hitting, the, hitting the first man. Yeah. Oh, listen, I, I don't mind telling people when it's happened. I'll tell you exactly what I said to Deck and to Guy. You know, they've got to keep practicing and practicing. David Beckham became the best cost of the ball, not because he was born with that ability, because he practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And our, our full-backs, to get in them areas, have got to practice to do better in deliveries because we're getting such good areas and we're not, we work on it in training, fade it in, leave it in the second six-yard box, a corridor of uncertainty, but we don't, we hit the first man. And, and as a striker, as Jake or as a number 10, it's, it then breaks down and you're on the other way. And you've got to put that little bit of pressure on the wide. And they're both really good footballers, but unfortunately they're not delivering that bit of quality that we need. But, you know, when they did, and, and Guy all did it once yeah. in the second half, we, we nearly got in. But I think when you get in them areas, you've, you've got to do better. Uh, and that's, that's the killer, but... With jokes on the sideline, you know, it's like a game of FIFA with a joystick. You wish you had that joystick to, to kind of get people to relax, to just chip it into the back stick, but you've got to you've got to leave them to it and hopefully they make the right decision. Yeah, to be fair to Hall and McLaughlin, I think they both created the best, <clears throat> two of the best chances of that second yeah. half. I mean, you've got no time on the training pitch before Afferton calls. No. What's your, your course of action? You can be satisfied by this one, I think, today, but yeah. there, there is areas that you... Listen, this, I mean, you know, you want to start Keen Baru. He lit the place up when he came he on. But yes. because he's had COVID for 10 days, he could only play 20 minutes today. You know, with Sports Stockport, he can't start the game. Jay Fitz is coming back. He's not ready to start the game. Nick Ballardo's not ready. El Morris has, has been struggling with a little bit of confidence and, and he's come out of there. You know, so you, you go and you toss it to Charles, you toss it to Dante, give options. But we just, we just didn't, we just didn't click. But we bounced back from a, from a heavy defeat and we've come and got a point and, you know, up to last Saturday, we were unbeaten at home in the league. Up to today, we're four unbeaten away from home. So, you know, who would have thought Macclesfield would have got beat 2-0 today? But we, we've, we've come and got a point. And a point, when you look at it in the goal light of day, people go, should it have been three? Well, we, it, might, it might have been on the balance of play, but it's not. We haven't lost. Here's the thing that people need to remember, though. I mean, Baseford are in the relegation places, but they don't concede <laughs> that much. And you can see why with the way they defended today. They're big, they're solid. But I just thought that... The substitutions changed the game because they then dropped deeper and we got on the front foot. We had all the last half an hour yeah. and then our defence could get higher uh, and then we could caught, caught them offside. Uh, you know, the, the, it was we, we were in control. You know, and even the last minute when Griff fizzes a free, by the way, has been excellent again. Yes. Griffiths yes. fizzes a ball in, you know, right towards the end. And, and, and another day you go and score. And I turned to Curtis Jones and said, "Can we get a little bit of luck?" But at the minute we haven't. You know, we haven't, but you, you, what do you do? You, you, like in everyday life, you just got to keep working hard and, and hopefully it turns. But we've, we've come here and potentially could have lost, you know, on the back of what happened last week. And we haven't. And, you know, lads have got to be put. Don't, don't get me wrong, Ben. These lads are devastated in there. But look at their attitudes now. You've got Guy Hall, you've got Keane you've got L Morris, you've got Jay Fitz, all trying to do a little bit to get in the squad. So, you know, they're, they're a good group and I keep saying it. We've got enough in our dressing room to, to put a run together. I'm, I'm confident of that. It's an away point, and we're three points outside the playoff positions. <laughs> um, proper FCs, I mean, it's it's October. Proper FCs will just be the lighter in 11th. I mean, yeah. that's that's where you should be in October. Um, but we've got Africa calls on Tuesday. What, what's your thoughts on this challenge? Because well, they've, they've, um, they've lost again, haven't they? Yeah. And, and we know, you know, the talk's going to be around Jaddy returning, and the fans are going to sing his name. You know. That will give him a boost. That will give them a boost. You know that that's what happens. You know Chaddy's going to want to put one over on us, but don't forget this is a different side to when Chaddy was here, and, and all these lads are new. And, and no disrespect, that I don't think they'll be too phased about that. They'll just be phased about trying to get the right result for us. And you know we've we've got to respect. We're looking forward to seeing Dave and bringing his team back. But when the game kicks off a quarter to eight, they'll want three points. We want three points. And, and when we're at home, we want to bounce back from last week. We want to continue our unbeaten run away from home, and you know then then win a home game. And if we win a home game on. Tuesday, we can go into the trophy weekend, have a little bit of a rest, and see what else takes care of itself. But you've seen in this league, there's no givens, there's no givens, and, and nobody would have picked them results today that's happened today. But you know, it's, it happens, doesn't it? You know, I'm looking at Ashton United, have got beat, Macclesfield have got beat, and Hyde and Work until the top ten have got beat. So it is what it is. You know, we, we've just got to stay positive and, and keep moving on. But you know, I, I like that phrase that we said in the in the, before the game about getting the chessboard out. You yeah. know, we just keep. We keep finding the solution to, to what works and we tried to new enough replicate the starting eleven and went to mask this season but we couldn't due to a you know a couple of factors but we're not we're not we're not far away. No, we're not far we're not far away. And we've just got to keep believing. You know, there's no one gonna give more belief than me, uh, and the lads and they've just gotta keep believing and, and I thought you know, I thought they went right to the ninety fourth minute today. FC United manager Neil Reynolds there speaking to Ben. 
Well, as discussed, FC will be back at Broadhurst Park twice this week. Firstly, on Tuesday evening, the Reds will be hosting Atherton Coles. Admission will be pay on the gate, £13 for adults, £9 concessions, with under-18s, £3, while under-5s are free with a paying adult. Kickoff on Tuesday will be at 7.45pm, but if you cannot make the game, then you can join the FC Live team from 7.30pm on North Manchester 106.6 FM and via the FC Radio website. While on Saturday, FC United will be hosting Radcliffe in the first round of the FA Trophy. Kickoff at Broadhurst Park will be at 3pm and there will also be commentary from this game as well. Tune in via the FC Radio website from 2.30pm on Saturday. To the women's team now, and on Sunday, FC United hosted Cheadle Town Stingers in the third qualifying round of the FA Cup. To hear now if FC could progress through to the next round, let's hand over to Ben and Paul in the main stand. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Women's Team Live. Welcome back to Broadhurst Park. Welcome back to the sunshine. A glorious, sunny afternoon here for the third qualifying round of this season's FA Cup as FC United host our old friends Cheadle Town Stingers. And joining me... It's your friend and mine. It's a big welcome back to Stato Paul. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon. So, FA Cup, Cheadle Town, discuss. Yes, well, we owe Cheadle Town from last season, really, because I, I seem to recall us playing them four times. Two in the Cups, yes. which we both lost at Park Road. And I think we drew twice in the league. I could be wrong on that one, but we certainly drew here. Yes, it was. It was 2 all. Yeah. 2 all. So I don't think we got over the line against them last season. So this is an opportunity to right some wrongs. Despite winning the league, Cheadle were a constant thorn in our side last year. And uh, they went on to win the County Cup in the end. They've had a decent start to the season. But that league below us, uh, the North West League, very, very competitive, isn't it, Paul, to say the yeah, least? Yeah, they're in third, I think, are they? Yeah, they're in third at the moment. Two points off top spot. They do have a game in hand. Uh, funnily enough, the team... Who, who we defeated in the Argyle Plate, Darwin are currently second, mm. Tranmere currently top of the pile. Um, we've got some returning players as well this afternoon for, for Cheadle Town, as well as some yes. familiar names. Yes, Sneed Bertwistle, who was a very capable player and played played in the back line and also midfield. Very, very good quality player. And also Kerry Ogden's on the bench, who figured mainly midfield for us. It's interesting that we have so many former players lingering around the... <laughs> The, the region these days but uh, yeah I mean it's uh, it's the it's the FA Cup and that's that's the big thing now it's um, we've had some good runs I remember that game we covered against um, Liverpool Feds yes. here during the Covid that season streamed. Yes. that was that was a big game we've had one or two more um, we've beaten sides from a higher level in the past but this is a chance to play somebody at a lower level for a change throwing taken to Cheadle here's John John Plays the ball back here to Ahmed. Played in field to Hancock. And cleared by McAllister. But straight to Kershaw. Kershaw for FC United now. On the right-hand side of the halfway line. Plays the ball forward to Richie. Richie tries to get the better of Hancock there. But good defending. Long ball played over the top. Donald's out of her area and miscontrols it. And it's going to be a tap-in here surely for Porteous Williams. And that goal has been coming in the last five minutes or so. Cheadle have just been getting the deflections. That was their first real clear opportunity. It was a mistake at the back and Cheadle Town have taken the lead. John, corner of the penalty area on the left foot, crosses the ball in. Now the ball breaks to Walton. Can I see United counter? Towards Richer. Challenge comes in but it breaks here for Donnelly. Donnelly to Kershaw. Kershaw back to Donnelly. Donnelly now moving down the right hand side. Plays that. Oh, it was a good pass that towards Richie but it took a deflection but uh, Richie's trying to win this ball back and succeeds. Richie goes for goal from distance. Oh, just wide. Good effort there from Richie and here's Coe now on the left hand side for the visitors. Coe can cross this ball in, in towards the back post. The flag is up. It's a good save from Donald. Portis Williams meets that ball. I don't think Portis Williams was offside there. I think she timed the run really well. It was a good save from Donald to avoid any controversy. An opportunity here for FC United, which you do feel they can't turn down right on half-time. I think there's going to be a few minutes of added time, obviously, but we're into those added minutes. Free kick to FC United. About 10 yards in from the touchline on this left-hand side. Midway inside, Cheadle's half. There's two plays in the wall. Carlin is over this ball. Carlin with this free kick now from FC United's left-hand side 
into the penalty area, flicked on there and into the net. And it was Richer who just got a glancing header. Linford on the stretch, down to her left. She couldn't keep it out. SC United have scored an equaliser right on half time. It's a good ball in, and it really was up for grabs between four or five players. And um, it was a deft little touch by Richie that uh, Linford couldn't reach, and uh, that changes the game somewhat. So close to half time. Throwing taken into SC United's penalty area. There was Pointe coming back, but uh, cleared. And, uh, well, it's back with John. John can cross this into the near post. Oh, it's bundled, cleared off the line there by Carlin. What a piece of defending that was. And uh, here's Walton now bringing the ball out. Richie tries to give the ball back to Walton, but John is tracking back. Chances at both ends in this opening part of the second half. Through ball attempted there and straight to Donald. I wonder if we'll look back on that moment at the end of the game. It's been significant. Free kick to Cheadle. Just inside their half. Not too far from the TV gantry over on the far side. And it's Armour to take this. High line here for FC. Very high line. In it comes. And John has beat that offside trap into the penalty area. And there's John. Oh, it hit the post. It goes out for a goal kick. Well, FC United there. In the last 10 minutes, they've had to clear a ball off the line. And then they've... Uh, the post has come to the rescue. The score remains 1-0. Heading out to the corner flag here, Potier and Carlin still battling away. A back heel there from Potier, but straight to Reeves. Reeves has got time, plays it down the line, but Ruddock wins the header, and it breaks for John on the edge of the penalty area. Good skill from John. Gene puts the challenge in, cleared by Reeves once again, on as far as Ahmed. McAllister, high into the sky, the ball goes. Brought down there by Hancock played through, John's onside, John gets the better of Ford and then places it past Donald and into the goal and Cheadle there against the runner play of retaking the lead, Paul. Well, we were saying only moments ago that she was the outstanding player on the pitch this afternoon and uh, it was brilliantly taken goal. She went left and right, outwitted the defender and the keeper and slotted it in and it was, it was a piece of magic from uh, the Stingers there that was against the run of play Paul because we were coming back into it weren't we but uh, here comes Cheadle on the ball but Gene cuts it out throwing taken towards Richie Richie rides the challenge Richie still manages to get the ball to Dill Dill goes for goal great save by the goalkeeper on a near post Dill did well there so did Richie but good goalkeeping from Linford out of play well worked by FC there Paul that could have been the equaliser. Great piece of work. It's going to be a corner to SC United. Five minutes left of normal time. Kershaw to take this from the corner of the SMRE and the main stand. On her right foot. It's going to be swung outwards. In it comes. It's a good ball in towards Dill. It's met by Dill. Oh, it's just cleared there by Birdwistle. Kershaw trying to get to it and does. Gets it to Reeves. Reeves. Looking for a red shirt. Gives it back to Kershaw in this near touchline. Down the line. Oh, the move breaks down. Free kick to FC United. In a very good position. About 10 yards from the corner of the Cheadle penalty area. 10 yards in from the touchline on this main stand side. Carlin to take this. She did have the magic touch for the free kick she earlier. Did. Wow. Everyone's out towards the back end of Cheadle's penalty area at the minute. Reeves is there. Dill's there. Rich is there, Hamer, Stopford and Jean. Carlin to take this free kick on her right foot from this right-hand side. Carlin, in it comes towards the back post. There's Jean, she rises, it crosses the line and SC United have got themselves an equaliser. Well, it's all about the delivery, isn't it? 87 minutes on the clock, what a ball in from Carlin. Good header from Jean and FC United have got it back all square. Two assists from Carlin in the game. That's a lot of character to come back so late in the game. So now we're minutes away from penalties. Full time here at Broaders Park and in this third qualifying round of the FA Cup. It's finished 2-2 after 90 minutes. A dramatic game, Paul, but we're going to penalties. Well, it's been a good contest between two ultimately well-matched sides, but... Uh, now, of course, we've got the lottery of penalties and anything can happen. It's going to be Shauna Jean to take the first penalty for FC United. 
John Ajean, who scored the equaliser there with about three minutes left of the game. Jessica Linford in the Cheadle Town goal. Jean steps up. Oh, it cannons off the bar. And it's over to Cheadle Town to see if they can take an early lead in this penalty shootout. It's Elizabeth Potier to take this. First penalty for Cheadle. Potier into the top corner. Donald did guess the right way, but had no chance of saving that. And after the first round of penalties, it's 1-0 to Cheadle. Well, second round of penalties about to get underway here with Carlin to take. Carlin, straight down the middle, straight into the net. Back all square, but here comes Sophie John now for Cheadle's second penalty. For the visitors. Oh, it's oh. saved by Donald. She got hands to it, it came off the bar. And we're back all square after two rounds of penalties, it's one apiece. Sophie against Sophie there, and uh, the FC keeper turned out the winner. Well, here comes Richie. Here comes Ali Richie. Richie to the goalkeeper's left, into the net. FC United. Score their second penalty. Bit more pressure on the third kick now. And it's going to be um, Portis Williams to take Cheadle's third penalty against Sophie Donald in the FC United goal. Portis Williams. Oh, it's oh. another save from Donald, and that one was better than the last one. Oh, and I think, is the referee saying it needs to be retaken? She is. She's going to retake it. Oh. Well, controversial stuff. You don't get many retakes in the shootout. No, but this is another retake. Portis Williams to take this penalty again. Oh, it's to the goalkeeper's right. And Donald guessed again. Well, that's controversial. We'll have to watch that one back. But uh, after three rounds of penalties, it's 2-0. That could have been so critical if, she, if that save would have stood. But now Shanice Reeves steps up. The club captain, Reeves. Oh, that's a good penalty, isn't it? Smashed it into the net. FC United keep the pressure on. And here comes the fourth penalty now for Cheadle Town. And it's going to be Rebecca Coe. Coe. Oh, and again, Donald guessed right. Couldn't get to it. It was well positioned, that penalty. It's right into the corner. So we get to the dreaded fifth kick now. Yeah, three all the score, and we're on to the fifth round of penalties. And here's a responsibility for a youngster. And it's going to be Tamara Hamer into the corner of the net. <laughs> Nerves are steel from Hamer there. And it's 4-3, and here comes the fifth penalty for Cheadle, and it's Jodie Hancock, and Jodie Hancock has to score this penalty to keep the penalty shootout going. Hancock steps up. Oh, that's a great penalty. Into the roof of the net. So, after five rounds of penalties, it's four all. And we're now into sudden death. And it's going to be Kershaw, Isabella Kershaw for FC United. Good penalty. Linford there on the stretch down to her right. But into the net it goes. And this is why taking the first kick often is very important. And it looks like the substitute, Natasha Priestley, to take this penalty. Well, Priestley puts the ball on the spot. Has to score. Priestley for Cheadle Town. Over the bar and FC United progress through to the next round of the FA Cup. Priestley there put it over the bar into the SMRE. And FC United, 2-2, the score finished at full time, and it's finished 5-4 on penalties. Congratulations to FC United, commiserations to Cheadle Town, but FC United progressed through Paul, and what a penalty shootout that was from both sides. You always get drama in the shootout. We've got to give credit to Sophie Donald, she actually saved two kicks, only one was allowed. But that made a big difference in the ultimate reckoning. FC just had that little bit of more composure, it turned out. Yes, and there were well-taken penalties. Um, 
Well, that, that was a game of football, Paul, wasn't it? It was. It was a very well-contested FA Cup tie, and it's FC that go into the hat for the next round after a very fraught afternoon and an excellent penalty shootout. Let's talk. Let's go back to the the, the regular game of football we saw. Um, I mean, we said it pretty early on in the second half who we thought the player of the match was, and I think we we both agree. Paris Ford. She played in midfield in the first half. How crucial was it for her to go back into defence? And as soon as she went back, she was pointing, she was shouting, she was telling people where to go, and that's what we were desperately missing in that first half, I felt. I think credit to the manager for getting the tactical rejig right at half-time. Not only did she get Reeves on the pitch, which solved a lot of the issues in the middle, it also reorganised the back four, and it gave us more threat going forward, I thought, as well. So I think Jenny pulled off a bit of a masterstroke there at half-time. Well, we'll be hearing from Jenny Swarbrick in a second or two. Um, but, uh, yeah, good game of football, that, from both teams. Uh, but FC United progressing through to the next round. And we are going to be joined now by the women's team manager, Jenny Swarbrick, who joins us at the back of the main stand. Hello, Jenny. How are you? How's um, your nerves? <laughs> well, I had full faith in the girls, and I said that to them when, when we went to penalties. There's certain things about this team that I know we can go and do. And that was one thing that I knew we could go and win the penalty shootout. Got an outstanding keeper in Sophie. I know we've got some good technical players as well, so I knew we'd do it. Just uh, going to the penalty shootout, a bit of controversy. I mean, it was a fantastic save. What, was she off the line? I mean, you, you don't be. You're not looking, I'm not looking. The only person looking is the linesman on the line. So yeah. we could only assume she was. But what a save it was. <laughs> she, she's a phenomenal keeper. Um, she made an unfortunate error in the first half, but this is a quote we know we've got with Sophie. She can come back and, you know, keep us in it for, for the game and then uh, the penalty shootout. So it's one of them things. Sometimes the liner will see her off a line. Whether she was off it, I'm not sure. But it was a great save. Let's she go. absolutely took off. Yes, she did. Uh, let's go back to the the original 90 minutes and um, that equaliser right on half time. What was your team taught before that goal, and did it affect it? Well, I told Jace to, to step on it and I told a few players to get in a, a few certain positions. Sometimes as a manager you get a bit of a hunch thinking you know where the ball's going to go. You do. I, I always get this, I get a bit of, a, of a, um, a hunch and I could feel it. Same for the second goal as well. I had a hunch um, that it was, was going to come and if you put it in the right area the right player will be there and Jace did brilliant with both of them and the finishes were exactly what we needed. Yeah, I mean the, the, that's exactly what you needed at half-time. I mean... You made a change at halftime. You brought Reeves on. Um, the announcement's obviously been made. Reeves is the, the, the captain of the team now. Corey Mavis departed mm -hmm, the club. Mm -hmm. And how important was it that Reeves came on? There's a couple of things that happened at halftime. Mm -hmm. Reeves came on, and our player of the match, Ford, went into the bat line. And that seemed to just make the whole thing work all of a sudden. Look, the job of a manager is to try and figure out the, the pieces of the puzzle to put together to solve the problems that the opposition are trying to throw at us. And... You know, I give credit to Kiyu Nadell in the first half. They posed us a big problem down our left when we're playing out, um, trying to stop a playing out. But she was so resilient to keep going and keep trying different things in the first half. But I just knew that there was something more. And never moved her higher up the pitch. Jace had had a good first half, so I brought Jace round to the left. And I thought, well, Paris had been reading the play really well defensively. Yeah. The long balls, dealing with it really well. Physicality was fantastic today. Um, and I thought she would do a really good job, which would then release Key to be higher up because we needed a bit more of an outlet. So I was really pleased with that change. And then, I mean, I have risked it today with Janice coming on the pitch, I'm not going to lie. Um, she, she is carrying a knock still from the Leeds game and hasn't been able to train. Um, but this is why Shan is now the new uh, team captain, because she'll run through a brick wall for us. Um, she was pleading to be in the squad today. Um, so we did a late fitness test with her before the game um, and ticked her off. And... I was hoping we'd get through this game without having to bring her on, but that just shows a quality we've got that we could bring her on, and she really did influence the second half for us and shown some of the good leadership she can bring. And just going back to, to Ford in the back line, there was an element of the first goal where it was we were a bit uncertain at the back. I mean, we talk about this team being a new team. It was missing that, that voice at the back. To I mean, it's noticeable what Ford was doing. She was pointing, she was telling people what to do. Mm -hmm. We were missing that, weren't we, in that first half? Just someone taking the initiative. Yeah, it's the back The back four isn't quite settled yet and we've had a lot of changes throughout um, recent weeks. We're, we're changing it. 
Um, and they do need to just get the distances and their angles right with the back line because we are very susceptible to one long ball just cutting us open. Um, so we've got to we've got to knuckle down and work hard on that. We'll have to do some video analysis and show them exactly what I'm seeing so that they're understanding and then we'll work on it on the training pitch. Um, but again, because we've had consistency of the like match day squad and a lot of consistency with the starting eleven with a few tweaks here and there, because I'm able to move players around a little bit, you know, I was able to move Paris into the back line yeah. and she's done a brilliant job knowing exactly what was needed to be done because they're starting to get things and understand things um, in that defensive unit. Now, we've commentated on Cheadle Town numerous times over the years. I mean, four games we've commentated on Cheadle Town last season. The team hasn't changed much. It's like a complete opposite of what you're having to deal with. It's a very established team. Some brilliant players. Sophie John, when she scores with 15 minutes to go, it was against the run of play. To come back the way we did, that shows great character. Well, I come back to the word that underpins this team this season, and that's resilience. The ability to get up and go again, get up and go again. We know that we're going to have challenges. We know we're going to concede goals at times. We know that we're going to have difficult games, but we've got to be able to pick ourselves up and go again. And for this team, this this result is massive, and it really just shows some of the work that we've done and that belief that we've got in players. Um, so I'm really proud of them. Next up, the plate. Just juggling competitions out there. <laughs> Hull City here next week. Um, what's your thoughts, early thoughts on that? Because you've got two training well, sessions before that as well. I know the Hull manager quite well. I've previously worked with him at a previous club. And over the last two days, me and Elsie have been down at St George's Park on some um, CPD. Um, and I spent a, quite a bit of time with, uh, with the Hull manager. So um, and one of the tasks was, um, it was an analysis task and then tactical task. Uh, and it was really interesting because I kept looking at each of them just going, I'm not giving anything away. I'm <laughs> not giving anything away. Um, now we've got over today's challenge. Um, I'll probably have a nice little drink in the bar with the players afterwards and celebrate. But then I'll be knuckling down with Elsie and the team to go, right, how do we now prepare for Hull? So we, have, uh, we continue to have a good performance and continue to build this season. Absolutely. That'll be the way that we approach it. Well, Jenny Swarbrick. Women's team manager, big congratulations today. This was a hard game yeah. against Cheadle Town. We never beat them last season, those four matches. So well oh, done. Oh, did we not? And no. I'll also give you another one. So I've played many, many FA Youth Cup games and I've won the FA Youth Cup, but I've never played an FA Cup game as a manager and that's my first win. Congratulations. So I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> that, that as well. I'm just going to put that one in there, even though it was a penalty shootout. Well, best of luck in, in training this week and uh, we'll catch up again ahead of Hull City next Brilliant. week. Brilliant. Thank you, you very much. Take Cheers. Care. Women's team manager Jenny Swarbrick there. And on that happy note, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio. Officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.